What is up, everybody? This is the third episode of Thoughts from a Balcony, and I have a very special guest on, Jalen Myrick, who is currently a pro scout for the Kansas City Chiefs, also has some extensive work with some other pro sports that we'll let him talk about, but Jalen, it's an honor to have you on, man. Thanks for coming on. Trev, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Excited. So let's get right into it, dude. You're working with the Chiefs. You're becoming a, a man of Carroll, working with uh, some pro football, uh, pro football team. What made you want to get into pro sports, and what was your your journey like, kind of entering into that arena? Dude, I always wanted to work in sports, like just from being young. Like sports was always just a bridge of just relationships for me. Like some of my best friends I have, I played sports with. Um, whenever I like go visit family or anything, it's always like what sporting event we're gonna go to, or like you know, what game's on. Um, so it was just always something that intrigued me. And just once I found out that that could be a career path for me, like, I was just like, all right, how can I do it? And obviously you have, like, the naysayers and everything. But, you know, mm-hmm. I always wanted to make that uh, what I do for a living. And I'm blessed enough to be there right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think a lot of people growing up, you know, us included, we're watching these guys, pro athletes. We want to be like them. You know, we want to emulate their every little move. Um, and, and to work for a pro team, it's, it's kind of like a dream come true. So hats off to you, man. What's, what's the secret though? What, how, how'd you get your foot in the door with the pro team? Dude, man. So that's funny you said, so I've, I've always been big on like success stories and like, I'm kind of corny in that way. Like just studying like successful people, and, like habits they have, and, you know, just a couple common things that I like, I found just like along the way is like, their stories are all the same. And like, I'll touch on it later. Like mine's pretty much the same too. Um, they just had a dream, you know, they like explicitly stated, like specifically like, yo, I want this and that's what I'm going to work for. Um, they usually had like some kind of adversity along the way where that it, whether it was like someone saying, Oh, you can't do it. Or, you know, maybe they had a child, something just that was unexpected. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they just work extremely hard and then they get the opportunity and they're ready for it. And th- that was me, you know, like I, I knew I wanted it and, you know, my path wasn't linear, but I just put the work in. And luckily enough, when the opportunity came, like I was ready. And <laughs> I really think that's all there is to it. So. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. It's when you boil it down to that, so many people have gone through the same path. And, and it's similar for a lot of people who are in a great position in life and, and doing something that makes them feel fulfilled. And I know that's you uh, to a T, man. So. Talk about when you first came into college, right? So you have this dream. You want to work in pro sports someday. What path did you go down to kind of, you know, start start moving in that direction of working in pro sports? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say first off, obviously, playing sports. Like, that's definitely something that gives you an advantage. Um, just understanding the grind, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a job, basically. and working in sports is like a 24 seven type thing. And I think that's why I love it because like as much as like, I enjoy my time off, I would much rather be like, you know, improving or doing something. And that's kind of like why I love scouting because like at every point in the year, there's something going on. It's either, you know, we're in the season, we're getting ready for opponents scouting, you know, off season, free agency, you know, the drafts, combine, all that stuff. And then OTA periods, you know what I'm saying? We're seeing what we got going into next season. There's always something, right? 
Um, sorry, I kind of long-winded, but yeah, that that's pretty much like where it is. Like, um, what what was the the original question? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm saying, you know, freshman year. Let's just yeah, yeah. Put put yourself um, in, in the mind of of someone who's kind of looking at you right now, working for the Kansas City Chiefs, and saying, "Oh, that's so cool." You know, I want to be like Jalen. I want to work for for a okay. pro team. How yeah. did you coming into college get that started? Yeah, so that's the thing, man. It, it, it's really just lucky, luckily where the ball bounced. Um, a lot of people that do what I do, uh, it was handed to them, like from either a family relationship or they played in the league or something like that. Mm-hmm. Me, I just happened to know the right people and there was a job opening at the right time. But like I said, I was ready. Um, so like I said, I came into college. I knew what I wanted to do. Um, so I was like, all right, let me get some kind of experience working in sports, right? So I just started interning right away. And I did a lot of work for free. <laughs> but, you know, I just kind of just kept climbing that ladder. Mm-hmm. And then I got luckily, I think where the where I turned the corner was when I did internship for the Colts in marketing. Um, that was going into my senior year. Um, so I, I was out in Indy and obviously we were is there in camp. So we we're around all the scouts, all the coaches, players, stuff like that. And really just being a sponge, man, just whatever I was doing, I was doing something being seen, you know what I'm saying? Introducing myself, things like that. And um, I was doing that beforehand, just on LinkedIn or like writing letters. I was always reaching out to someone to try to learn something or try to make myself known, you know? Um, so that would the biggest advice I'd have for someone coming into college or just once they figure out what they want to do, figure out what successful people are doing in your field and reach out to them or try to like emulate that. And that's what I did. Like unintentionally, I was just, you know, just putting myself around them and, you know, trying to be known. Like I want this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you're still doing the same thing right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and other avenues, you know what I'm saying? That's just a good way to be, in life like just follow people that you want to be like Mm -hmm. no I always I always talk about this too and we we talk about it together is relationships are really such an important piece of life they get you to to levels you want to go and not even bringing you to success or anything like that it's it's you know making you feel happy inside and you're connecting with another human being which is really really important so I thought you brought up something really really cool which was networking and any business student who's gone through college has heard this word over and over and over again. And I remember as a freshman, I kind of scoffed at it. Like, I'll be fine. You know, I can get it on merit alone. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the smartest person in the room. If you don't know how to, to talk to another individual, you're never going to be able to work well together. So, you know, being able to network and, and kind of get your foot in the door with the right people it makes a world of difference. Just, just as you were saying. Dude. And that's, that's so funny. It's like more than half the battle because like you said, like you get good grades, you know, you're, you're doing X, Y, Z society, you're all these extracurricular activities. But like at the end of the day, like people want to work with people they like. And I think that's just it. Like you said, it, that's how life is too. Like you want to be around people you enjoy. So it's like, all right, well, this guy took not just networking. This guy like took the time to like, figure out who I am like he wants me to introduce myself like that's that's what warms people up it's like they they like talking about themselves you know Mm -hmm. like that was my thing I was like 
hey, I'm just a college kid, but like, I want to know more about like how you got to you, where you are. Like, mm-hmm. tell me more about you. And it's so funny, but like people just, they enjoy that. Like, like it, if you come about it the right way, you're rarely going to get like shrugged off. And that's what happened for me. Mm-hmm. I think deep, deep down, you, you know, you want to get to a certain position, but at the same time, you know, you got to empathize with the other person, really make a connection before you can get anywhere. And I think that's, that's a really important piece that I think people forget is they're so caught up in selling themselves instead of, okay, how do I make this connection with this person? How do I gain their trust? Let them know who I am in a genuine way instead of, you know, me just bragging about it. Let me show them through action. And, you know, getting to know that other person is one of those actions for sure. Absolutely, man. Like, that's the thing that you said, if it's genuine, like it's people are, they're not looking for reasons to turn you down. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. I think when you get that needy vibe, that's what people get rubbed the wrong way. You know, when they just want to take, 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 well, what can you bring to the table? Yeah, absolutely, man. So getting back to your, your um, sports experience, what's, uh, what's the best thing about working in professional sports? Dude, like I said, it's, it's crazy, but I think it's the grind, man. It's, it's super competitive. Like, like that's the thing, like you play sports your whole life in that competition aspect. It, it makes you feel like you're kind of part of the team and especially working in scouting, man. Like I said, there's always something you're always trying to improve the roster, especially us. Like anybody that follows like our transactions, like we're making moves year round, like making trades, <laughs> we're, we're picking up guys, like, we're always tweaking and it's so fun because like you feel like a part of it. Um, so that, that's what I would say is, is the grind, man. It's, it's so fun. It's, it's hard to like take a step back because like um, you feel like you have a voice in the building and that's always, that's always good when you're an employee and you feel like your voice matters. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. And um, it's funny. You got me thinking about when we were grinding together I always joke about this is the strongest I ever was, was when we were working out together. We were, no we were kidding, going crazy. Bro. I still got a video on my dude. phone of you doing 500 on spots. Oh, <laughs> dude, we were getting after it though. But like, that's the thing, bro. Like you and me work so well together because we know when to push. Like, like you knew when I was slacking. Same with you. Like, and it wasn't just like in the weight room, like the classroom and on the field. Like, we're, like we just work really well together, man. And that, that's, it's hard to speak on that like somebody that understands like how to push you um, positively. And I, I think that's, that doesn't get talked about enough. So. No, for sure. And I think uh, even myself, man, I can just speak from personal experience. You kind of think you're Superman and you can do it all yourself, but you'll find out soon. Like when you try to take that Avenue of just being the lone wolf, it's tough. You need support. And that's, it's something uh, I definitely miss about playing football is, is having that group of guys around you to, to bring you up when you're down and, and to push you when you need to be pushed. It's a, uh, it's a little bit different in life, man. You know, like you have, you have people around you who are very supportive, but a lot of them, um, you know, and this is no, no down talk on anyone, you know, in my close circle or anything, but a lot of them, might not have the same goals and aspirations as I do. So it's, it's more of like, Hey, when we get together, let's just have a good time. It's, you know, and it's all, it's all love and everything, but it's not calling me out on when I do something wrong. You know, if I say I sleep in a day, who's going to call me out on that? Nobody. 
You know what I'm saying? We don't have, we don't have that structure anymore. And that's actually a good question. A good question for me to ask you is, you know, obviously you're still in that grind. So how do you like set your schedule to, to make sure you're, you're doing all the right things to, you know, be the best employee you can be for, for Kansas city? Yeah, man, absolutely. So I think it's funny. Like people give me a hard time about it all the time, man. I'm an early riser and like, obviously back from like our football days, like that was, wasn't really a choice for us. Like you, you got to wake up early. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like I always feel like just getting up early and getting a head start. Like I feel so much more productive. So, um, especially during the season, man, I, I, I have some weird like schedules. So, you know, I'll wake up like on a given day during the season, um, like three 30, um, obviously going to bed the night before, like nine o'clock, eight, nine o'clock, um, wake up like three 30 workout first thing. Um, that way I like, I know it's done. I can just focus on work the rest of the day. Um, by the time I'm done working out, I'm usually like one of the first like people in the building. Um, I just feel like I work better knowing like I've got a head start. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and then from there, it's just go, 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 go. Um, and then, yeah, uh, it, every day is a little bit different during the season, but the, the, I pretty much follow that mo- that model, like wake up, get the workout done, you know, get my head start on like the little, like simple, but what's the word? Like simple, but not easy, like tasks, like those like mm-hmm. tasks that take time that, you know, they're not really hard, but you know, they take time to do. Yeah. Um, the monotonous tasks, the, the monotonous tasks. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and then just get right into like my work work. Usually during the season, it, it's advances. So, you know, breaking down this next opponent, like who's on their team, like where are they lining up? what they do last year, what they're, what are they up to this season? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. who these guys are, you know, trying to find out as much information as possible. And then just, just really just diving in on the details, man. Like I, I take pride in like doing a really good job. And I think that's what's gotten me to where I am so far. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, just putting that time in, man. And I think waking up early gives me an advantage uh, in that aspect. Yeah, definitely taking, taking pride in what you're doing and, you know, being able to wake up at three thirty in the morning, that's, that's taking pride of what you're doing. And, and like you said, having that, you know, moment of working out get your body moving get that blood flowing, it does something for you for the rest of the day. I remember I don't do it too much anymore. Um, every once in a while, I'll wake up and do like a morning walk or something, but I love lifting after work because it just, I don't know what it is, man. It's probably my favorite part of the day. So, you know, working, working out after work works for me, but for some people like you, that's the way to do it is in the morning. And honestly, I have so much respect for those people because it takes some like real discipline to wake up at three 30 and get your ass to the gym and do Dude. stuff that's hard and like continue Dude. to push yourself every day, even though you're tired. It's, it's so tough. No kidding. Well, that's the thing. Like during the seasons, I don't really have a lot going on outside of work, which <laughs> I kind of like. Um, but yeah, it gives me that freedom because Usually when I get home, there's not much going on and I'm able to get to bed early. But yeah, man, I couldn't imagine like having to come home to a family or something and like take my kid to soccer practice and then try to wake up the next day at three o'clock. But yeah, I would definitely be on that afternoon grind if I was in that situation. But yeah, yeah, man, I like it. I just like like that feeling, like you said, like that lone wolf mentality. Like um, obviously when you're playing sports, that's not good, but like yeah, man, I, I feel like I can channel into that, like, 
that routine that we used to be in, you know what I'm saying? Just waking up early, yeah. getting after it and then starting your day. Yeah. Now that's an interesting point you make there too on the lone wolf, but also being like a team player. And obviously you work with like a big group of people in Kansas city to kind of scout and make sure, you know, you're getting all that stuff right. And I think that's a really important piece is you focus so much on your own tasks at hand. You know, we always talked about it in football, do your job. And it's really simple. Like if you do everything you're supposed to do, focus on your tasks. Don't focus on other people, what they're doing around you. Although, you know, it might seem counterproductive because you're working as part of a team, but in reality, you're getting everything you need to get done. And then if everyone else is, you know, doing the same thing, you guys are unstoppable. And obviously you showed it. I forgot to mention earlier in the podcast, this dude's a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> we can't see. That's crazy, man. Talk about your experience with, with that, man. Not a lot of people have gotten to experience, you know, a Super Bowl. And I know you were there for the actual game. Yeah, man. So that, that's so funny, dude. Like that was my, my intern year. That was my first year, like in the league, obviously. So everything I was going through was my first time, man. And uh, it's it's just funny, like going to the second year, I just kind of expected all the same things to happen. Like just get we're just going back to the Super Bowl, right? It's mm -hmm. easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it was it was so fast. Like like people don't realize how long like a pro season is, dude. Like that was the longest like I've ever like been locked in on football for my entire life. So, dude, it's like mid November, and you think about it, like dude, we're already like 16, 17 weeks through football, right. and we're just getting to the back half of the regular season. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the grind too, just mentally staying focused for that long. But yeah, dude, and and props to Coach Reed for running such a tight ship. Like he doesn't really let us like get distracted. Like with with the season, every day is the same. Like every Monday is the same. Every Tuesday is the same. Every Wednesday is the same. So you just kind of get in the flow, and you kind of really lose track of time almost. Um, but yeah, dude, it it was it was crazy. Everything was so fast, especially the playoffs. Like you're sitting on the edge of your seat. If you remember some of those games, man, we were like that Houston Texans game. We were down 24 zero with like 10 minutes left in the second quarter. And we're thinking like our season's over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it makes you cherish every single week. Cause obviously not, not winning it this past year, but dude, it was, it was a great experience, obviously getting a ring. And some people do this for their entire career and never get one. So really blessed to have one but obviously not satisfied with where we are now so yeah that's crazy to think about you know not a lot of people do get that opportunity they, they work in the league for so long and they never get to experience that and then your first your first year in the league this man goes to the super bowl that is yeah. crazy it almost set the bar a little too high though like you were saying is you know now maybe every year kind of looks like a failure so how do you kind of balance that out like talk about what you went through at the end of last season since you guys obviously didn't didn't win that Super Bowl yeah so yeah like I said man it's you get that expectation of just making it back but being a champion like obviously you know you've got 31 other teams like looking at ways to beat you and we face that every single week um just you just see guys try to get bigger faster stronger across the board and you have to you have the challenge of not just coming back the next year, but improving as well. Um, but like I said, it's, it's super hard because now you're the standard, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was challenging uh, for that because every single week you're getting your team, other teams 
best battles. They're, they're scheming against like where you're weak. And, you know, obviously we were injury riddled at the end of the season. And that, that was what was really came down to. It just, it, it's a long season. And when you play two consecutive long seasons, it's, it's hard to, you know, hold up across the board. And when you have key players missing, it, it's, it's tough, but but at the end of the day, that's an excuse. It's it's pro sports. No one's bringing me a box of Kleenex, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is, man. You just you, you strap it up and try to be better next year. Yeah, just move on to the next season. Now that makes sense for sure. Speaking of injuries, that is uh, it's something that I don't think a lot of people think about during football, yeah. but in reality, and this is just my personal opinion, I think every single person who is on the field is dealing with some type of ailment, like whether that be minor or major, there's always something going wrong with your body when you're playing. It's just the, the nature of the game, you know, it's so violent and, and tough to stay healthy for so long. And, you know, I think that's both of our, our things is we both got injured playing football. It's, it's tough. It's one of those things. Um, but how do, you know, NFL guys, What's the treatment like, not even in terms of, of physical treatment, but, you know, what's the, say an average guy gets injured. Let's, let's put it this way. Say an average guy gets injured on the team, right? He's maybe a special teams player, starter on special teams. Um, are the coaches like really worried about him, checking up on his health all the time, you know, being cautious of it, or is it next man up and that guy's just got to take care of himself? No, man, it's 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 so funny. I'm actually glad you made that point. Like pro sports is different because there's only 53 spots on the team. And mm-hmm. obviously people make jokes that like, oh, I, I could I could be a third string tight end or something like that. But the, the yeah. reality is these guys are they have a job to to do, you know, whether it's go play 100 percent of the snaps or, you know, go play eight snaps. You know, mm-hmm. the expectation is you go do your job at high level. So. No matter if it's, you know, starting quarterback or, you know, backup tight end or whatever, like if you're hurt, like being healthy is your number one priority, you know, because it's such a competitive industry. If you're out for an extended period of time or not playing to your best for an extended period of time, you're going to get replaced. Like it's just it's that ferocious of an industry mm-hmm. and I don't think people realize that like there's there's players on the street that you know could come in and fill a role if they need to so and that that's our job as scouts to to know that and to be aware of that and that's why we're so big on like self-scouting as well Is like we want to have the best 53 not just week one but every week of the season you know that's how you stay competitive that's how you stay at the top you know you have a deep roster and like I said you're always improving and I think that's what's led to our sustained success is because you know like I said that backup special team or, or whatever right he he's always ready to go and he does his job at a high, at a high level and if not you know we're, we're looking to replace him and that that's the industry yeah it's a business it's it's yeah, tough. yeah and like you yeah, said it's it's one of those things. It's so highly competitive. There's so many people trying to do it. And the competition is like, it's 1% of people who play in college. I, I, I don't know if that's the actual statistic. It might be less, honestly. No, it, yeah. It's, I think it actually is less, bro. It, and not just the guys that make it, but the guys that stick. Mm-hmm. And like you said, injury, uh, injury history is huge. Like 
when these guys are coming out, we get the breakdown on their medical, not just like in college, in high school, like Mm -hmm. uh, they do full body tests, like make sure, okay, this guy might, he's injury prone in his knees. Like we have so much information on this, like, because like I said, it's a risk. Like these guys are like, they're players, but they're investments. Every, every player you bring in is an investment, right? Like you're hoping it pans out. So that's what I'm saying. You want to make sure you're, you're taking the smartest risks and injuries, man, it's, it's, it's tough. They make, they make it tricky. They make our job tricky. Yeah. I'm sh- not for sure, man. It's a tough reality of the sport. You know, just, that's just how it is. So yeah. Jalen, as a, as a scout, besides being big, strong, and fast, what are the, the things you're looking for in a player? Uh, I would say it varies uh, per position, but okay. I'd say today's age, just generally speaking, length of their arms. You know what I mean? No kidding. Hand okay. size for those linemen. Um, because obviously height, weight, speed is important, right? But mm-hmm. if I've got longer arms, I've got a better chance of keeping you off of me, right? Um, or get or getting you off of me, uh, depending on what you're talking about. Uh, I would say hip fluidity is something that people don't really talk about enough. Like, yeah, a guy might run fast in a straight line, but what is he going to do if he has to stop immediately and then start again? Like, how, what's that transition look like? You know, um, what else? Uh, something I look for in, in linemen, like offensive linemen, you know, when they engage with someone, like, are they just covering them up? Like, you know, just, you, those guys that just, hug you, 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 you know right. how that goes. Like, yeah, they just they get you, they wrap you, yeah. they wrap you up. They, they get you, they wrap you up, right? Are they doing that kind of thing? Or am I literally just putting my hands on you and rolling my hips? You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that, that, that you don't necessarily can coach. You can't coach that into someone like mm-hmm. that ability, that athletic ability is in that, that person. Right. right. Those kind of things like, like, those, and you can go on and on with things like that, like ankle flexibility. It, it's it's an art, man, and that's what I, I love about it because every player is different, and they're going to look different to everyone else. So just learning as much as you can about the game makes you a better scout. And I'm not a, a freaking professor at this, but, you know, I'm, I'm working towards it, and mm-hmm. everyone is. I think the day you stop learning is the day you start getting worse as a scout. So Oh, dude. 100%. I think that's in so many industries and especially something that you feel super passionate about and something you really enjoy. That's the key because when you're doing something that you don't, you don't really like and you need to keep continuing that education of what you're doing, you almost see it as a burden. It's like, oh man, I got to get this going. You know, I got to do this. You know, even with school, it's like, you know, you want to get that degree, obviously, but you know, you're going through a class of, whatever you know photoshop art be careful, or like <laughs> be careful. Hey, we don't know who's listening <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm playing but you know what i'm talking about you know Dude, you're going, know. Through, going know. through the motions and it's just like oh whatever but you're doing something you really enjoy and i think that's uh it's not talked about a lot because at least for myself too I, I made this mistake early in my you know um adolescence i guess you could say is looking at the the dollar sign next to the job. And like you were talking about earlier in the podcast is interning for free. I think that's something a lot of people don't take advantage of when you're young. Like you're young, be broke, do something that you really like, do it for free. And then, you know, 
I'm not saying it has to be free, but like if if that's the opportunity that's in front of you, take it, man. Like you got to do what you got to do to get your your dreams going, you know? And you make a great point. I don't want to like move too far past it, but like that, that chain of events to success, like I was saying, it goes right back to that, right? Like Mm -hmm. you get to the top, but there's always something else, right? Like obviously I got my opportunity. I was ready for it, but now what, you know, I want to stay like in the league, you know what I'm saying? I want to keep, getting promoted. I want to be better next year. Every year I want to get better. So that's the thing. I go back to the beginning of that cycle, right? You know, I got a new goal, right? And then I'm just going to keep working, keep learning, keep grinding. And that's something that like young people, if I could go back and tell myself something, you know, obviously you have your goals, but don't limit yourself and, mm-hmm. and just always like have your vision forward. And like you said, just if you don't have a passion for it, just do something you do have a passion for. We're young, you know, we have the rest of our lives. Yeah, you got to figure it out. You got to try stuff out. That's just how yeah. it goes. Like sometimes you think, you know, you got really lucky, you got to go into something that you really enjoyed. I can speak from experience here and I'll tell a little story. Um, when I first got into college, I was like an athletic training major. And I remember being like with the athletic trainers and it was for soccer too, of all, of all sports. And um man, I hated it. I'm like, I'm not doing this. This is not for me. I'm not trying to just tape people up all day, you know, (laughs) smelling their feet. Like I'm not doing that. So, you know, but in my mind going into it, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm an athlete. I want to be around athletes. I want to work in something that's similar to that. And I always had a a passion for, you know, the human body and, and kinesiology, all that kind of stuff. So, I thought that was the route I wanted to go on. Next thing you know, I'm graduating with like a supply chain and marketing <laughs> degree. You know, it's just Ooh. funny how things work out because the opportunities in the past that just kind of happen, they, you know, they just happen and, and you kind of just got to jump on it when the timing's right. Exactly. And like you said, you took that step, man. It's like, you don't know until you try. Like, that was my thing. Like, I was never fa- afraid of like failing. I was just like, mm-hmm. I want to know um I easily could have been wrong like my whole life like okay I think I want to work in sports and trust me working those internships for free like obviously I was enjoying it but you know you can only do something for free for so long where you like stop loving it you know um I don't know if that's how I want to say but you know what I mean and and that's the thing man it's like I wasn't I didn't know like I hadn't gotten to my goal yet and I was determined to like keep trying until I got there um and, and that's I really feel like if I would have given up after those unpaid internships, I'd be sitting somewhere uh, unfulfilled and unhappy. Yeah. That's, that's also another thing too. And you, you talked about it in your journey to success is overcoming so many obstacles. And instead of looking at an obstacle saying, Oh, this is stopping me. There's no way I'm going to get over it. I don't think this is, you know, something I can, you know, overcome and all that kind of stuff. You still have that goal in mind and you're saying to yourself, yeah, this might suck at this moment in time, but I know if I get through this, I will reach my goal and I'll get to something that, that will make me happy. So yeah, dude, that's a, that's a really good point. I did want to ask though, and this is, it's funny you, you bring this up about success, kind of a topic in my, the first podcast I did when I was just me on here <laughs> rocking solo. That was good. Hey man, I meant to give you props now. That was good. You're, you're, oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. So <laughs> so anyway, like with the success thing is, you know, after you do reach that goal and, and you talk about at like, like say, you know, you're, 
you're getting out of college, you just get that job with Kansas City. It's, it's been your goal to work for a pro team. What was your mental process afterwards? Was it, okay, on to the next goal? Was it like, okay, I did it. Like, what next? You know, what were you kind of going through in that moment? Dude, honestly, my goal was like, what can I do to stick around? Um, <laughs> so I guess I kind of got to tell the whole story, but like I got brought on um, as a training camp intern. So mm-hmm. the deal was, you know, I come in for training camp, the whole preseason, essentially um, help out with the process wherever I'm needed. You know, they're going to give me some pro reports to do some college stuff, but on, on the most uh, mostly I'm just going to be helping like operationally, which I was cool with. Um, so dude, that preseason, I freaking lived in that facility. Like I, I was like staying extra. I was there like 5 a.m. watching film. Like I was doing something at all times and I was trying to like just be seen, just know I'm working. Yeah. Um, and then end of preseason came, you know, they were, I was supposed to get sent home and, you know, our college director comes out to me. He's like, Hey man, um, just keep showing up. So I didn't know what that meant. But, you know, I came back on Monday and, you know, I had a, a contract for the rest of the season and, you know, never looked back, uh, got promoted at the end of that season. And then after last season, got promoted again. So, yeah, man, just just trying to always be the hardest worker, not just like in competition with someone and not just doing stuff to mm-hmm. be seen, but, you know, always trying to get better man. just just improving, just always trying to find something to get better at. And I, I think that's that's something I hope I, I never lose just that drive to just improve in, yeah. in all aspects. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, that's a, that's a great story. I do want to go back to the question though, because maybe I, maybe I didn't ask you a good enough question. Um, but saying, let's talk about, you know, you reached that goal and like you were saying, you got that, that internship, it was just on to the next one. It's going so fast. So for you, it, it kind of sounds like you're just moving on to the next goal and not really dwelling on like, what's next. It's just, I'm going to focus on my activities, my daily habits, being a hard worker, trying to do the things in front of me right now. And, you know, you have those goals in mind, but it seems like you're more focused on just what's in front of you, you know, keeping your mind where your ass is, as, as Joe Shafe would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. I mean, you can only do what's in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just, just trying to be the very best you can in that moment. Does that kind of answer your question? No, for sure. Yeah, I think I just, okay. I, I feel like I just answered the question for you, though. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I probably just got super long-winded there. No, that's all right, man. <laughs> I do want to go back to our weight room days, though, because that was uh, that was something special for sure. And I definitely missed that that weight room atmosphere. I think it's it was something different. And, like, I know a lot of, you know, anyone who's played college or high school ball, not even just football, but any type of sport. Like if you have guys in in the weight room that are energetic and like really want to get after it, it is the most fun atmosphere. And yes, the workouts are hard, but like you don't even think about it being hard because you're just having so much fun and being in it. So can, can you talk about Kansas city and, and how that weight room atmosphere kind of compares to, you know, what we had at John Carroll almost. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I think anytime you have a great team, it correlates to having a great weight room mm-hmm. or just a great, great group of guys in the weight room. And I, I think uh, obviously the pro stuff's different. The team's bigger, so they, they kind of break it up like by position group and stuff. But obviously, you have those, those leaders um, in every group. 
that just bring the juice, man. And, and it, it carries over to the field, dude. Like, like those guys that like set the tone, they're getting after it are the same guys that are like setting the tone on the field, getting after it. And it's just, it's that, that leadership aspect and that camaraderie, you know, you trust people because they put the work in, in the off season, you know, like obviously those raw, raw guys that are on every team, uh, you respect them a little bit more, you know, if, if they're putting in the work and guys see it. So I would say that's definitely uh, in the pro game that's more emphasized uh, to answer your question. Yeah, that makes sense for sure, dude. That's uh, especially in a team atmosphere, like you have to have that type of, of setting to be successful, you know, and I, you, you made a great point. The, the weight room correlates directly to the football field. And I'm not saying in terms of weights or anything like that, it's more of like your mentality towards the work that has to be done in the weight room. Yeah. Um, that's such a, that's such a big point, but I do want to bring this to a personal note because this is something that we both are kind of doing right now in our own like personal journeys with, with fitness and everything. So we just got the opportunity to work out together. What was that? Like a month ago or so? Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. That was, dude, that was a blast. Was got so to go fun. to, old school iron in cleveland yeah. one of the greatest gyms love that place um but your bodybuilding journey dude i honestly we got to talk about it a little bit when you came you know came up to to weight lift with us um but kind of go through what you went through like right after football and i know for me it was like all right get my ass in the weight room i'm getting in shape what was your like mentality how, how did you approach that you know new challenge yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, I think similar to you, you know, I was like, all right, I got to be doing something right. Um, but <laughs> I think my problem was consistency right off the bat um, because you don't have someone like kicking you in the butt, getting you in the weight room anymore. Um, but yeah, right off, right after football, like I think I definitely struggled consistency wise. Like I was still like lifting and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but then like I kind of just got to a point um, it was during my first year uh, with the Chiefs and I was in a relationship and long story short, the relationship ended and I was still kind of like off and on, you know, with the gym. And it kind of just started like as a way to like take my mind off it. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to the gym every day. Um, I'm going to I'm going to buy into this thing mm -hmm. and let's see what happens. Right. And I kind of just fell in love with it, man. You start seeing those results and you're like, all right, well this is what it looks like, you know, after I put my mind to something uh, for an extended period of time, let's, let's see how far we can get with this thing. And I just got hooked on it, man. And uh, it's safe to say that that fire to continually improve is still there. And that's the beauty of bodybuilding. Like you can't hide anything. Like you see those results, man. It's, it's, uh, you're not going to fool anybody. <laughs> no, not at all. If you're all. in the gym, people will know. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a great point about bodybuilding is that's why I like it. And I'm, I don't want to like make any claims here that I'm a bodybuilder because I'm not, I love food way too much. Like, Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it's more you of a life. It's just the, the bodybuilding lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. yeah, exactly. And it's, it's bettering upon what you did last day. It's, you know, how can I get better? And, and like I was saying earlier in the podcast is focusing on that day-to-day -day tasks at hand and making sure that you're building upon your achievements and making sure you're doing the right thing. Um, it's funny, 
you said the the story about the relationship ending. I feel like that's a story as old as time, dude. Oh, guy, guy's not really into the weight room. Breaks up with his girlfriend. Next thing you know, he's in the weight room all the time. Gets crazy, bad. <laughs> dude, bro. That's I. I mean, seriously, and I know that's like super cliche, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. I mean, I think a lot of guys go through it. You know, they they kind of coast. You you get into a relationship or you're feeling a young lady, right? And, or male, depending on who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just get in coast mode. And I think once I stopped, once I realized I wasn't trying to improve anymore outside of work, you know, that's when I was like, all right, all right, we're, we're going to put our mind to something and consistently do it. And, dude, that's like the most rewarding feeling is once you do something and start seeing results. And just over time, man, it's, it's hard to turn turn around once you start seeing results. For sure. You get like addicted to the results too. Seriously. And it's, and it's not even physical too. It's almost like, like we were talking about earlier is being able to kind of move around and be active before your day even starts. It helps you so much mentally as well. Like for me, it's almost like a, a sanctuary to, yeah. you know, get out those, those demons, just work out Thank as you. hard as you can, sweat it out. And afterwards you just feel so much better because you did that. Mm-hmm. And it's better for, like you said, it's better for you long-term, like mm-hmm. mentally, just, just being active, like a physical body will help support a physical mind, like all the time. So 100%, that's dude. part about all about that longevity. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, speaking of longevity, I know <laughs> your journey is, is definitely not one of longevity in the beginning. So when obviously, you know, we were both pretty big dudes in football, moving around some weight. Um, so we had a pretty good base on us for sure. Um, and I know this was my mindset coming out of, out of football is to cut like almost drastically because I want to, you know, lose that fat, get down and be skinnier than I, you know, ever Absolutely. been. Absolutely. That, that's everybody's dream. Like when they're, yep. they're coming at the end of the tunnel, you know, at their playing careers, like, all right, man, I just can't wait until I'm done playing. I'm going to shed all this weight. I'm going to look like a swimsuit model. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, that's dude. That's possible. that's the big dude's dream. Any big dude's dream is, bro. I need some abs. I need dude, abs. what? That's Never. all that matters, right? You exactly, go exactly. Go Never gym. seen him in my life, though. To be completely honest, but we get in there, bro. Anyways, <laughs> you did get there though, and like you told me a story about cutting drastically and the toll it took on you physically and mentally. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that because? I think there might be some some people listening who kind of have the same mindset as us is, you know, whether that's cutting or bulking, I think bulking might have a, a different effect on you. Um, but, you know, unhealthy weight gain can definitely have a lot of adverse effects as well. But through your experience in cutting, what were, you know, some of the different things that you went through during that time? Yeah, man, uh, definitely the mental toughness, man, your mental toughness and Ability to say no to things is tested, especially when you're deep in that thing. Um, like me, I want to say, because I had a pretty, I mean, I, I didn't want to be that guy that just dove headfirst into it because one, I didn't really know what I was doing initially. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to give myself like six months and try to see as, may, as much progress as I can. And, you know, after the six months came, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm happy, but, you know, I feel like I could do a little bit. I could give a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I just started getting aggressive with it, aggressive with the cardio, aggressive with the, the calorie cutting. You know, I, I saw some pretty fast results. Um, 
honestly. But like we were saying earlier, the longevity, um, I felt horrible. You know, my workouts were suffering. My sleep was suffering. I was cranky. All those things that your body just starts battling against you when you do these things that aren't sustainable. Um, and that was something I struggled with, man. And um, obviously getting to where I wanted to go, um, I realized that if I continue down this path, like I'm not going to be on this lifestyle very long. I'm, that's how crash, the crash dieting lifestyle a lot of people experience, right? Right. Um, so that was my thing, like learning that it's, it's an experience, it's a journey. It's not just I get to this point and I'm here, you know? Everybody wants that beach body. They want, you know what I'm saying, the separation, the veins, all that stuff. But it's like, okay, you can get that really fast, right? But if you're not doing habits that are sustainable, the waste is gonna come right back. Mm -hmm. um, so that was my thing. Just once I got to that extreme point, you know, pulling back a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Cutting back on so much cardio, feeding my body. Like that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? You want to have muscle, you know, the goal is not just to be uh, lean, you know, you want to have some muscle. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's what this thing's all about. It's not about who can be the skinniest, right? You want to have, you want to have muscle definition. So that was my thing. And immediately my workouts got better. You know, I was, I wasn't pounding my body and, and it was a great feeling mentally more so than anything just understanding that you know my mind and my body are working together and we're in this thing for the long haul yeah dude that's it it was it was awesome to have that conversation with you too when i did because i was about oh man i, I feel like i've been cutting for so long but it really yeah. started getting like really aggressive towards the like this year because i think i started out around like 2 30 in january and i'm I'm now down or not, I'm now up to like 218, but I was at like 210 for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I loved it. I, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, damn, I've, you know, I haven't seen this before. You start to see striations that you've never yeah. seen before, but I just remember my moods were all over the place. Like I would just be sitting there so depressed over like what, nothing like life is good, you know, and you're just sitting there and you're feeling awful. <laughs> and I, I don't think like that's talked about enough when you're cutting, like you see people on social media, you see these guys who are just shredded up and you want to look like that. Like, it's just yeah. human nature to be like, I want to look swole. You know, if you're into the bodybuilding stuff, like we are, it's like, I want to look like that. You also got to take into effect, you know, a lot of these guys have been doing it for 10 plus years or they're taking some type Drugs. of P exactly. There's yeah. some, they're taking some type of PED yeah. to get to that level. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about that. If that's what you want to do and, you know, take PEDs and look like that, it's your life, man. Do that. Like a lot of bodybuilders do that and are very, very happy with it. Um, but I think for us, and I don't know about you, this is me personally speaking. I have no interest in doing like a bodybuilding show. Mm -hmm. I just want to, you know, feel comfortable with my shirt on. I Bro, wanna... and, and before I had to cut you off, but like, to be honest, like when I was at that low point, like, like you said, I was doing the, the same thing, the, the mood swings, the sleep. Bro, looking back on what I looked like at the end of that initial cut, dude, if I did that the right way, I was lean enough, I probably could have competed. And that's scary because I didn't do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Like, I was so lean and I couldn't sustain that. And my body was telling me that. It was screaming it to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose these abs. You know what I'm saying? I got veins. I got veins everywhere. I'm like... <laughs> who cares like yeah i work in an office like who do i need to impress <laughs> like with with lower ab veins and that like you know what i'm saying it's it's mm -hmm. what are you doing it for that's what you need to ask yourself 
if you're trying to compete, that's fine. Then you yeah. can like do these aggressively. But yeah. like, like you said, if you're like you and me, we just want to look good and do that, live that lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the body, like if you're really into the sport and want to do that, like that's totally up to you, but also be conscious of the fact like, Hey, there's going to be some mental tolls on your body. And I mean, you speak to any bodybuilder who, who's been doing it for a while, they know it, they know the risks of it, but they, they love it and they do it. And that's kind of the same thing with football is like, yeah, I know the risk of concussions and breaking the rest of my body, but you love the sport because that's just you, you know what I mean? That's just what you love to do. So you do it. But you know, if, if you're listening out there and you're just starting, like just be aware that that cutting phase is really hard on your body. So be smart about it. Do your research, make sure you're, you know, tapering off at the right times, um, not starving yourself when you really feel awful, like doing refeeds. I think we talked about it a little bit too, is I think Talk it's about that. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. That. And it's really like, for those of you who don't know what a refeed is, is, you know, I think it's around one to two weeks. I'm not sure on the timing. I don't think it's an exact time. Um, but I believe the time is around one to two weeks where you get in on a certain day, you take in about two to three times the amount um, of carbs that your body needs. I don't know. Do you know a little it's bit about the science? It's hormonally, I think it changes uh, depending on the person. Uh, I know some people who are like more insulin sensitive, mm -hmm. uh, like, you know what I mean? They don't need as many carbs on those refeed days. But the thing is like over time, your body is eating away at like at your body fat, which is like stored glycogen with carbs, right? Mm -hmm. So over time you start to deplete that. And once you get deep into this cut, you're going to be pretty much deplete of glycogen. So your body's not going to have anywhere to get energy from. So basically what you're refeeding, your refeed is literally what it sounds like. You're refeeding your, your muscles, you're refeeding glycogen to store those into your body, your muscles. So that way you're walking around, you're not walking around like me and Trevor, like a zombie. Like you, you have some, a little bit of energy stored away. So that way your workouts aren't so horrible and you have more energy just to live life. Right. Is that not explain that right Trevor? no for sure yeah no thanks for thanks for that explanation i didn't really know 100 percent on what exactly it did i just knew it was you know beneficial to your body to do yeah. so and like you said we're we're not trying to do that i think a lot of people i'd say 99 percent of the population who does fitness or incorporates fitness in their life somehow they just want to look healthy feel healthy you know feel strong don't feel like you have injuries all over your body all that kind of stuff that's another thing too, man, is, uh, is trying to stay injury prone. I don't know if I told you, I just, uh, I tore my meniscus. No, I you didn't. I swear, I have <laughs> surgery in August. Remember I told you I hurt my knee? Playing basketball. Yes, that's another thing, man. You got to like, when you get older, hey, your body does not react the same to the impact. Seriously. So you got to, you got to be smart about playing ball. Yeah, well, just life outside the gym too. Mm -hmm. man. That's what I was realizing too, like. I was playing a lot of basketball like a couple of months ago on top of lifting. I had to tailor back my uh, lifting, you know, in the gym because like all that cardio, my body wasn't used to it. And I was not recovering like 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 you probably dealt with my knee was swollen up. Like mm -hmm. I, I had to like take take time off legs like most guys do for a little <laughs> bit <laughs> because like, I couldn't squat, dude. Like I was yeah. keeping my body up. And that's the thing, man. You got to be smart if you're going to live the lifestyle. And it's tough, man.
But yeah, I actually, I think uh, this is a while ago, but I just remember RJ posting about it one time or maybe he reposted something, but it was, you know, a lot of people have different goals, whether that's to bulk and gain muscle to, to lose weight and, you know, look shredded. Uh, and another goal is to just be healthy, like yeah. just to have your body feeling healthy. And like, everyone has a different goal in mind. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I post a lot of like workout videos and stuff on my, my page. And some people will say like, Oh man, uh, look, like, I want to look like you or whatever, that kind of thing. And it's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's not like that. It's just like, Hey, here's what I do. Here's the stuff I enjoy doing. If that elicits some type of response of maybe, you know, maybe I should do something and what, whether that's working out or whatever, like maybe that's going on a walk and taking pictures, like whatever that is for you that elicits that like happy response of some type of movement, all that kind of stuff, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without a doubt, man. And like you said, it's a lifestyle. So like I, like you said, man, it's, you hit the nail on the head or just trying to be healthy and bodybuilding is a tool to achieve that. So, I mean, if, if something happens down the road where I can't lift weights, you know, I'm still going to find a way to be active and, Honestly, I just feel better when I'm moving around. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, and you don't like if you're if you're one of those people who really hates working out. And it's funny because like for us, it's like I was saying earlier is that's the best part of my day. I look forward to it the whole time. Like I can't wait to go lift. But for some people, it's like I don't want to do this. Like this kind of sucks. You know what I mean? But it's something else. Yeah, it's like if, yeah. if you exactly exactly number one figure out something else. There's so many different avenues that you can take now. Um, one that I've been seeing a lot of is that functional fitness, like the F45. I don't know yeah. if you've seen anything yeah. about that. No, I have. And and like I said, that like CrossFit's big now too. Like right. There's, there's so many different, like I, I know, especially like just the younger guys, like lifting can be boring, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need a little bit more exciting. Just do some hit cardio, do something. Like the, the key is just to achieve a healthy lifestyle. 100%. Whatever that means for you. 100%, dude. That's a, that's a really great point. Yeah, we, we always want to take it to the extreme sometimes and um, <laughs> be the dude. best we can be. And, and that's great. But being healthy and, and working towards longevity is, is definitely one of our goals. So have you, uh, have you had to struggle with that, like transitioning from like football, lifting for football versus like lifting for life, I guess now? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, it's more of, I don't think I've changed. I've learned so much like shout out T Rob and all the other guys that I've learned through, um, college and high school. I take a lot of, of teachings from them and incorporate it into stuff. I still do now in terms of a form technique, different sets and reps, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's definitely one point, but now it's less of, okay, how do I get better for the field, you know, like when you're working out for football, you're doing different movements that help you on the field, whether that's a hang clean, power clean, whatever. Now the goal has changed so much for me is I'm less focused on movements. I'm way more focused on body parts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So and it's a different mindset you got to take to it too, bro. It's uh, yeah, like, for sure. You probably went through it too. It's like you're you're training, you're, you're thinking about that muscle group now, man. It's not just, all right, I'm trying to put some work in. I'm trying to improve my, my numbers, right? I'm not, I'm trying to get bigger, faster, stronger. 
it, it's a different mindset. Like you still kind of have a little bit of it, but I don't, I know for me at least just trying yeah. to keep that like mind muscle connection. Right. Something that it's not easy, especially first off, it's really not. No, it's not. And it's, <laughs> it's done with like a lot of, a lot of repetitions. Yeah. So when you're working out for football, like you were just saying is you're looking at that number on the bar, you're trying to mm -hmm. get, you know, jump those numbers up and whatever you can do to get those numbers up, you're going to do. Sometimes yeah. you have to compromise form and I don't recommend it. Like, obviously we want to have good form with everything we do, but come on, man, you can't tell me you're maxing on a hand clean and you know, you have terrible, right. you're trying to catch, you're like catching all right. over the place. You know exactly right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, dude, it's like, you're just trying to, you're lifting for strength, you know, mm -hmm. versus building a muscle group. And those are two different things. Like, and it took me a while to, to understand that too. Like, dude, I remember when I first started out of this thing, like <laughs> I'd be leaving the gym, like pulls of sweat <laughs> for like, for like a chest day. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm out here just trying to like load up the bar and it's like, well, why is my chest not growing? Well, you know, you really have to get in there and like, like, hit that muscle from different angles mm. and over time, like, you know what I'm saying? Improve, uh, improve your numbers in that like hypertrophy range. Like exactly. Yeah. And the mind, the mind body connection is something that you definitely have to think about now. And yeah. it's less about, like I was just saying, it's less about the movement. Like when you're talking about benching, instead of, you know, loading up the bar, putting as much weight on as you can and just, drop down on the chest you're trying to slam it up that's all you're trying to do and you're using every muscle in your in arm your, your tricep your chest your trap might get involved like who knows yeah all that yeah. stuff you know you're using everything and now it's you know less about the weight on the bar i don't even care it could be 25s on each side as long as i'm getting a good range of motion i'm feeling that full stretch of my chest getting the contractions right squeezing at the top all that kind of stuff i'm thinking about now and it's more, uh, honestly, it's, it's a lot more therapeutic. Like you definitely need to like attack the ways. Don't get me wrong. And there's, there's definitely points where I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. You know, doing, you're trying to doing heavy. Like, yeah. It's way different, man. Like it's way different. Like I'm trying to get the bar up by any means. Like you said, I'm trying to get this right by any means as opposed to, okay, this entire set, I'm trying to not lose feeling on this muscle mm -hmm. and, that's once you get to that point, man, you feel unstoppable because you're like, all right, I'm actually like I'm actually achieving like a pump, like I'm, I'm tearing a muscle down, which is the goal. Right. And I'm going to look better if I keep doing this over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, going back to your question on what has kind of changed after football with, um, you know, in the weight room and everything, I think the diet is probably the biggest thing is I'm way more strategic on my diet. So instead of just eating food, and you know, we were both linemen. So it's like, I'm just trying to get big. <laughs> I'm going against 300 pound dudes. Like I need to put weight on my body. I'm not hundred percent concerned on my physique. Like I'm gonna have a gut. That's just how it is. I've had a gut for super long. Still trying to get out, get that thing down. But <laughs> Stop that, man. But, but anyways, like you just, you try to like, now it's it's way more strategic so you know like we were talking about getting those that carb and and all that stuff into your body after you break the muscle down so like yeah. for me just an example i'll eat pretty low carb throughout the day when i'm not moving a lot but yeah. around my workouts i'll have super high carb meals so like 
right before my workout, it's, it's pretty high carb with some protein in it. And then right after the workout, not right after it's usually like within, within an hour or so, but yeah, really high carb. That's like my highest carb of the meal, you know, of the day. And, you know, I'm trying to restore those muscles with the carbs and it's a little bit of protein in it, but yeah, the knowledge, the knowledge you have now, like you said, like you, you didn't have that back then. It's just like, exactly. And I'm still like, I'm still learning so much, dude. Yeah. So, you're, so you're much. being strategic with it. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, the thing. that's the beauty of it. Like trial and error over time, man. It's, it's beauty. It is. It is. Yeah. So speaking of trial and error, obviously you went through that whole cutting phase and cutting your calories super low. So we talk about sustainability now and keeping your body healthy. What are some of the things you do? And you can talk about the weight room if you want, yeah. but also with your diet, like what does that look like now since the goal has kind of changed? Yeah. Um, I'd say one thing I'm doing now that I completely overlooked, even back in my playing days is like warming up, man. Like, yes, I warm up like crazy now. Like, obviously I'm not like full on sweat, but I notice a difference when I'm not warmed up. And even if it's something as like just going light on an exercise, like let's say I'm, I'm doing chest, for example, mm-hmm. just going light on like dumbbell incline before I start the workout. Like even something like that just helps me like, just like get my mind engaged. All right, we're, we're about to hit chest right now. Or some days I'm, I just need to get moving or I'll just get on elliptical for a little bit. Um, just even that, man, I feel like that's helped me with my recovery. Um, just not feeling so run down um, during the workout. And then also, like you said, like, uh, eating more now because like, I'm not being so extreme with trying to like cut weight like I was before. Um, and, and once you get to the point where you're eating enough and you're training hard enough, like, like you're having hard workouts, but you're not feeling run down because you're eating enough. It's like, you're having fun again. Like lifts are fun. I'll never forget, like, especially like right before I hit like the brick wall during that cut, man, like, I just wasn't enjoying it. Like I was sitting there suffering through every workout because I wasn't eating. Like I couldn't, I wasn't eating enough. And like, I remember just being miserable, just feeling sorry for myself. And it's just, it's, it's so much funny, funner. And your body is programmed to be functioning with carbs. So that that's the one thing I would say is just getting back to a point where I can eat and sustain, you know, it, it, it was, it was life-changing seriously for me. Yeah, for sure, dude. That's a, uh, that's definitely a big piece is, is kind of having a better relationship with food. And I think a lot of what stems from having a bad relationship with food is our severe body dysmorphia of, you know, looking in the mirror and saying to yourself, like, I look awful. I need to cut. I like, I can't be eating all these calories. Like, and, and then when you do eat, you'll eat something good. Like say you have a burger or whatever, and you just beat yourself up about it for so long. Cause you're like, why would I do that? Like I just set myself back on, on so much progress, but in reality, you're really not like, it's, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. If you have a burger, oh. I mean, unless, like I said, unless, unless, unless you're into the bodybuilding sport and you're in a cut and you're, you know, you're super strict on your diet. That makes sense. It's part of the sport, but for the right. average human being, like, it's not good to have a relationship like that with food and even with your own body. Like 
just Absolutely. talk that that negative self-talk it's it's tough on you for sure well even that bro and I'm, i don't want you to like lose sight of that that was a great point like body dysmorphia like i don't think i think we all kind of struggle with that like even when we we lifted the other day like i was even struggling with it like like you were giving me some love, man. And I was like, like, really? Like, I remember we were in the car. You're like, man, you're looking good, man. You got to be motivated over here. I was like, dude, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're our own biggest critics. And I think mm-hmm. like once you can get out of your own head and like just reinforcing positivity into you, man, it's it'll serve you so much better, like in the long run. Yeah, for sure. That's uh it's such a tough hurdle to get over. And once you kind of do, it's uh it's what's the word I'm looking for. It's almost fulfilling. You know, you feel so much better about yourself and instead of fighting yourself on so much and having such a negative relationship, it's okay. Like maybe you don't like it, you know, maybe you're not hundred percent into the body you have, but instead of looking at it and saying, I hate myself, like, why am I like this? All that kind of stuff. It's okay. How, it's an opportunity to improve, you know, it's an opportunity to to keep doing the things you love, like training and all that kind of stuff to keep getting better. It's, you know, you're addicted to the results. To me, I think someone said this to me, or I might've read it on Instagram, whatever, but a big mental shift that I've done to kind of help with body dysmorphia is having that mindset of, yeah, maybe I don't absolutely love my body right now, but it's just another opportunity for me to get better. You know, how am I going to get better if I wasn't in in a worse spot? You know what I mean? Like you have to get better from a certain position. Yeah. So kind of looking at it like that has is helped me a lot with battling that, that dysmorphia. Yeah. You can flip anything negative into a positive with that, with that mindset. Like, yeah, I'm not happy where I am, but you know, I'm, I'm healthy. I have opportunity to, to continue to improve and, as long as you're working towards it, you can't really beat yourself up about it. Like if you're not happy with where you are and you're doing nothing about it, then you got a problem. You know what I mean? But right. if, if you're working towards it, like don't beat yourself up about it. You know, it, it takes time. You got to mm-hmm. be patient. Yeah. That's the thing too, is it takes so long. you like, you, you kind of, and it sucks too. Cause you see on social media all the time where you'll have these advertisements for eight week shred or, so, you know, anything like that 21 day shred yeah it's yeah. not gonna happen it's not going to happen it takes time and like you were saying earlier when you cut that significantly for you know that specific amount of time you're gonna gain it back you're not changing yeah. your lifestyle you're just doing something small in the beginning like what you need to do is create a long-term plan because it yeah. does take a really long time to change your body in an effective way and healthy way for sure. Absolutely. And and you got to ask yourself, can I see myself doing this six months from now? And Great you know, point. you really have to be able to answer, answer that question. Yes. If not like find something up, find something that you can say yes to. Cause like, like you're not going to, maybe you can get a six pack in 21 days, but I don't really want to know the process. You got to go through that. And it'd be hard to keep. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it is. It's you're not going to keep it up. You know, no. if you want a six pack that's going to last like you have to do the work every single day. It's it's a lifestyle change. It's not a small fad diet. And you brought it up earlier is on, on those crash diets. So doing stuff where you're cutting out all your carbs or or dropping it like that. And yeah you know, taking out the bodybuilding portion of it. And if you're competing, all that kind of stuff, when you do that, 
like I was saying, you have such a tendency to go back to your old yeah. habits. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you do lose 15 pounds, but I mean, it's, it's a story you see all the time is, you know, a woman lose or women or man loses 20 pounds in eight weeks with the keto. And, you know, everyone's so happy. <laughs> Congratulations. That's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. The next year you see them, they put that 20 pounds back on. It's just right. yo-yoing all the time because yes. they're not changing their lifestyle. It's just, they're trying out this bad diet. They think it's going to work. And it's like, maybe you do like, maybe you are keto, you know, maybe you like cutting out carbs and your body has a hard time breaking down carbs or whatever the case may be. That's fine. That's something sustainable for you. That's something you can do long-term, but if it's just something to lose weight really quickly and there's no reason to do it, you still need carbs in your body. Like you can't be, that's just an example for keto, but like all these type of crash diets, it's just so, it's so terrible for your body in general. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, like I, like I said earlier, man, your body is going to fight against you. And <laughs> once you get to a point where you and your body are on the same page, like moving forward, man, like this thing will go so much smoother. It may not be as quick, like you said, but man, like it, it's a great feeling to feel good during your workouts and to feel good during the day and to have energy outside the gym, man. And, and, cutting all your carbs out is not a good recipe for that. So. No, not at all. Not at all. So Jalen, what are your personal goals with, you know, this, this bodybuilding lifestyle now and what are your, you know, new goals in the weight room and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's so funny. I go back and forth with all the time. Like we even talked about like the whole, the whole bulk thing, mm-hmm. man. And I, and I do know the benefits to that. And, you know, I don't know how deep, you know, I'll, I'll get into it, but definitely like um, this off season, I guess, winter, fall, whatever, mm. you know, definitely put a little size on. Um, I know having more muscle is never a bad thing, especially in terms of like long-term health, mm-hmm. um, just in general, like obviously aesthetically it's good, but, you know, just getting to a point where I can sustain like a healthy lifestyle. And that's what I want to want, especially with this job with the long hours and, you know, like sometimes not so good, like dietary options for you, you know, just getting somewhere where, you know, I'm happy where I'm at and, uh, where, which I, which I do think I am, um, mm-hmm. just being able to sustain, sustain that, man. Um, just being happy, having a good relationship with food and, you know, just maintaining an active lifestyle, I would say. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, you're bringing up bulking too is something that, I've stayed away from for a little bit, but I, it's funny. It's we have scary. very, we have, fem, we have very similar goals for this fall and winter is to put on a little bit more size. Yeah. Um, that's, it's super important too. Like, like you were saying aesthetically and, and just long-term health wise and putting in that muscle, you get yeah. caught up in the cutting, trying to look so shredded. You're yeah. taking that time away from, you know, building muscle. And, and you always hear it is don't chase two rabbits at once because you're going to yeah. catch neither of them. So if you're trying yeah. to, build muscle and lose weight like yeah it might be you might be able to do it over time but at the same yeah. time if your goal is to build muscle you gotta bulk you have to eat Absolutely. more calories and you're burning. naturally naturally yes. at least and that's the thing like people don't realize uh cu- cutting is pretty counterproductive like like obviously it helps you re- reveal what you've got but <laughs> it, it it is it's that's the harsh reality of this like if yeah. you want to look better you, you got to increase 
your body fat. Like you got to get stronger. And the, the best way to do that is in a caloric surplus. And mm-hmm. it, it's a little scary, especially like you and me, like having been on the heavy, heavy side, but you know, if you do it the right way, like I know there's tons of options where you can like keep your body fat down um, progressively and yeah, man. And then next year the goals look better. Exactly. No, for sure, man. That's a, that's a good goal. Um, that's definitely something I'm going to start incorporating is bulking in the winter and, and kind of shredding up for the summer. I, I kind of like it. I did it for the first time this year, really. Yeah. Like first kind of full pass at life after football and yeah. figuring that out. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's definitely something I think is, it's cool. And, and like we talked about earlier is it's cool to see the, the changes in your body throughout that time. Without a doubt, man. And that's what it is. It's a process. Like, I don't know. Everyone's goals are different, but like, I don't want to look the same year after year. You know, I, I want to like continue to improve and you can do that. And actually, obviously it takes more time than someone that's like taking PEDs or something like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the beauty of the, this sport or this lifestyle. You know, you can continually make improvements year after year if you do it the right way and just commit to it. So. Yeah, Absolutely. So speaking of a uh, continuous improvement, man, and I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up this podcast with a pretty deep question and I want you to take your time thinking about it. You know, don't, don't, don't rush to answer, man. If you need some time to think about it, you can take some time um, and, you know, take your time explaining it too. But I think the life after football and life after college for, for people who don't play, you know, a sport or something, it's, finding a new purpose you know you're going through college that whole time and your whole purpose is to get that degree you know I want to reach that end goal light at the end of the tunnel you finally get that degree and now you're kind of sitting there thinking oh shit what next like what do I do now so finding a purpose I think is something that is really 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 important um Jalen, can you talk a little bit about how you found your purpose um, and maybe kind of discuss what that purpose is for you? Mm. Hey, can we pause it real quick? So we, we were kind of talking about our purpose with stuff and, you know, finding that in general. And I'll go back to, you know, being in, in college. It's easy when you're in college to have a purpose of getting that degree or, you know, finding that, that thing at the end of the tunnel, you finally get it. All right, great. That's your goal. Um, but I think what leaves a lot of people empty and even myself, I went through some, some transition process of, what next? And, you know, what is my purpose in life going to be? I think a lot of people ask that question. Um, so Jalen, I know we've had some pretty in-depth conversations about, you know, finding purpose and, and what our purposes are. Can you kind of talk up a little bit about, you know, the process of, of how you found yours and um, maybe explain a little bit about what that purpose is for you? Yeah, man. I think it goes back to like what you said at the beginning. It's like we're young and just sit down. And I think everyone's just afraid to just sit down and give something some thought these days. But yeah, just give it some thought. Like what would a happy life look like for me? Like what would 
me being my happiest look like and obviously tailor that towards your career and just work extremely hard at it. That's, that's what I did at least, you know, and sometimes it's going to look ugly right away <laughs> or sometimes you're going to get right in, you know, you never know, but just identifying what it is that would make you the happiest. Like, like I said, that, that stair step approach that so many people did and they just had a clear vision and just worked towards it. And obviously people are going to have different restraints outside of uh, and just in their life in general that might set them back. But if you want it bad enough and are willing to just continue to work, I'm just a big believer that success is not discriminatory. So <laughs> the hardest workers usually get rewarded in the end. So mm-hmm. that was, that's what I would say, just keeping that positive mindset and just understand that happiness, everyone can achieve it. And it might take a couple lucky bounces of the ball, but just having that positive mindset and having the right people around you, it, it, and I think you're unstoppable with the right, with those two uh, in combination. Absolutely, dude. You need those. You need a good support system, and you need to have some type of work ethic to to find that purpose for sure. And um, it kind of just comes. It's it's weird how how that works, but if you just keep moving towards things that you enjoy in life and that bring you fulfillment and happiness. You know, I think a lot of kids feel this and definitely me feel this pressure of having needing to have it all figured out at such a young age. And it's really tough on a lot of people because they jump into something because they were persuaded by whoever, and they didn't really sit down with themselves and think about like, is this something I want to do? Does this bring me, you know, happiness, you know, through the actions and everything like that? Um, so it's, yeah, the, you brought up a great point, man. Just trying to look inward and, and kind of do that. Um, yeah, man. But for, for, for sure, 100%. For you, you know, when you say you wake up at 3.30, you know, what makes you wake up and attack the weight room and get your stuff done that you need to get done. You know, yeah. what, what is that driving factor for you? Uh, just having the body of my dreams, man. Like I said, just having that, that goal in mind, like I knew what I wanted at the beginning of this thing and just having that dog in you to just never give up till you get it. And that, that's what I think the beauty, like, like you said, back in the day, just having those, thought processes instilled into you you just you work until you get it and Mm -hmm. just never lose inside of that just not giving up and just working hard no matter what like maybe I might have something maybe we lost the week before or you know maybe I might have something going on outside of work that's like keeping me down but just continually putting one foot in front of the other man it's just that, that that's that's what drives me is just knowing that I can always be better and and wanting better so that's a great point Jalen you know, I think that's a great a great way to wrap up this podcast, man. Um, putting one foot in front of the other and just keep moving on, man. That's what we're all trying to do in life. And if you ever feel a little lost, like, hey, man, I'm speaking to you and I'm speaking to anyone who's listening. We've all felt that way. And you're not alone in that process. Just keep waking up, keep moving forward and uh, keep living your life to the fullest, bro. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, Jalen. Thanks for wrapping this one up, man. Thank you.